guys. Welcome to the Student of Money podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer. The mission of Student of Money is to connect listeners like you to a community of like-minded individuals to help you achieve your goal of financial freedom. Freedom through entrepreneurship, investing, real estate, and personal development. This is episode 20. So a lot's been going on in the last one or two weeks. Um, Probably not something you guys keep track of unless, of course, you own Bitcoin or in the crypto space. Everybody knows that all of the crypto prices have come way down, right? Crypto used to be at $60,000 and it's trading right around $20,000. Big difference. Well, this obviously has a huge effect on the market. So there's been some bankruptcies. You may have heard about them. Okay, a huge hedge fund called Three Arrows Capital filed for Chapter 15 bankruptcy. And they're a huge international hedge fund that basically deals just in crypto. They have over $10 billion, and that's billion with a B, of assets under management as of, I believe, March of 2022. Well, they have filed bankruptcy, guys. A hedge fund. That's crazy. And then also there is a network out there called Celsius. Celsius, which is a crypto lending platform, kind of like a crypto bank. Well, it filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And some of the founders from this company um, are some of the original innovators that did voice over IP. And it's a very technology business, very savvy people that have been in the news a lot. Um, People have been talking about them. Well, guess what? Mm, Bankruptcy. Okay, and now they're talking about uh, the crypto exchanges like Coinbase, where I actually did my trading with crypto, and they have over 89 million customers or people that have accounts with them. They could possibly be the next one to either go bankrupt or freeze your accounts. And when I say freeze your accounts, that means all the money that you have with them, you no longer have access to it you lose that money. And so why? What's going on? Why are these crypto companies going bankrupt? Okay, because if they were just taking fees, like if Coinbase was just taking a fee for your transaction, right? You go on there and you buy Bitcoin, you buy Litecoin, you you buy another crypto coin, and they just charge you a fee because they're the middle person, they're the exchange, right? And they're making their money just on the fees. Well, obviously the volume of trading has gone way down, but they should be still making money, right? Well, that'd be great if that's all they were doing is just charging fees. But what they're really doing is they're using the money that you place into an account and they are the custodian of They are leveraging that money, the deposits that they have, and they're loaning that money back out. They're making a profit on the differences in the lending rates, which is called arbitrage. And then worse yet, when you deposit money in that account, it's not federally insured. And it's considered basically an unsecured loan to the business and is paid out last in a bankruptcy court. So when you file bankruptcy, there's a thing called a charging order on who gets paid first, next, next, next. It's kind of a waterfall model, right? 
And that's called the charging order. And guess what? You are last in the charging order. Even though it's your money that you placed with them, they consider that a loan to them and they can do whatever they want with that money. At that point in time, it's not really your money in an account with them. So if you give money to Celsius, if you have money in a crypto and exchange like Coinbase, once you give them that money, it's no longer your money. It is now a loan and it is an, it is an unsecured loan that they can do with that money whatever they want. Big problem, big difference, not federally FDIC insured, um, and there's going to be some repercussions on this. So if they were just collecting fees, all good, but that's not what they're doing. They are making their money in other ways. This is another example of how debt or leverage can oftentimes cause people and companies to get upside down on their investments. So as long as prices are steady or going up, everything's good. But as soon as the prices goes down, now they start to get upside down. And then there's cash calls, and then they cause bankruptcy. And they're doing this because the, there's a lure of higher returns when you use arbitrage. Part of the reason why there was a stock market crash of 1929, because back in the 1920s, if I wanted to buy a stock, um, and like Coca-Cola back in 1929, and I wanted to buy a stock on it, I could go to the bank and get a loan and only put down 10 or 20% and get a loan for the rest and buy that Coca-Cola stock. And that's great as long as the price of that stock continues to go up. Or in this case, as long as the price of that Bitcoin goes up and you, know, and you can have leverage on it, it works out great. But as soon as the price goes down, and of course there's no cash flow on these assets, they have a cash call. So real estate, you have a loan against the property, but the property has cash flow. And as long as it can continue to service the debt, the banks aren't going to do a cash call or a foreclosure on you. But in a business, you have to, every time you take out a loan, you have to continue to pay interest and or principal on that loan. And when you get upside down, you're done. It's over. And I don't care if it's $100 or, in this case, a $10 million hedge fund files bankruptcy and those that invested in that hedge fund just lost everything. Okay? So something's a little different about this. This isn't the first time that crypto prices have fallen, right? So we saw them peak in 2017 where crypto or Bitcoin went up to like $17,000, $18,000. Right, so everybody that bought in crypto uh, cheap made money, and uh, it went way up to 2017, and then there was a little bit of a correction. Right, came down, and then really what happened was is that all of a sudden, ooh, cryptos, this is for real. There's like people making millions in this. Became very uh, main street and um, widely accepted. All of a sudden, you start seeing institutional money coming into the market and these hedge funds, and people like Coinbase coming online, people uh, like the, the Celsius that started to figure out, hey, we can make money in this market doing other things too. 
it rebounded. So it went from, it shot way past the, um, in, 20, in 2020, 2021, shot way past its all-time high at that point of 17,000 and went all the way up into the 60,000s, almost touching 70,000. And then it all comes tumbling down. So these downtimes are what they call a crypto winner, right? Or it's a bear market for an extended period of time with low prices. But this time it's different. This time, people have lost faith in the cryptocurrency and the market as a whole. And see, faith is really all you have with cryptocurrency. It's not a real asset. It's a digital asset. So when you buy a piece of Bitcoin, you're hoping that at some point in time, someone will consider that value and they will offer you money back, right? They'll buy it back from you and maybe at a higher rate. So the only thing that really backs a digital asset like that is faith. Faith in the market and faith in that digital currency. And the same thing is with the United States dollar, the US dollar. See, the US dollar isn't backed by anything. And if you look on the bill, it says that it's backed by the full faith of the United States government, and that's it. And of course, our military. But it's really only backed by faith. See, before 1971, the U.S. dollar was backed by gold. But in 1971, President Nixon took us off the gold standard, and the United States dollar then became fiat currency, only backed by faith. And once faith is lost, the price will tumble and may even go to zero. The strength of a nation's currency is based on the strength of that nation's economy. And the American economy is by far the strongest in the world. Accordingly, I have directed the Secretary of the Treasury to take the action necessary to defend the dollar against the speculators. I have directed Secretary Connolly to suspend temporarily the convertibility of the dollar into gold or other reserve assets except in amounts and conditions determined to be in the interest of monetary stability and in the best interest of the United States. So a lot of people also say that gold is only backed by faith, right? Gold really doesn't have any other value. Yeah, you can have it as jewelry. But the reality is, is sometime way back thousands of years ago, they all figured that gold and silver has value. Because one, it has scarcity. It's hard to find. You got to mine it. You got to refine it. It's hard to get to. So there's scarcity. It's shiny. People liked it. It has value. They assigned a value to it. They started making the coins and the money out of it. And then, of course, they corrupted it just like Nixon did in 1971. So um, if gold doesn't have any other value than, other than what someone will pay you for, why is our countries like Russia and China been buying gold like crazy? Okay, because gold has a history of thousands of thousands of years. So it's been around a lot longer and is much more proven. You can still use gold for money. Okay, um, China and Russia and all of these other countries have been buying gold over the last few years because they can see that the US dollar has been dropping. And at some point in time in the future, and I'm gonna say maybe in the near future, 
the US dollar is going to lose its status as the reserve currency of the world. So I think the big news here is not necessarily the dropping of Bitcoin or the cryptocurrency price, uh, prices and this whole uh, crypto winter. I think the real story and the real lesson that was the big takeaway that we want to learn today is, uh, number one, the loss of faith. There's been a loss of faith in crypto. Okay. Um, and if you, number two, remember earlier in the year, I, we talked about it briefly, is that President Biden signed an executive order uh, that basically says on ensuring the responsible development of digital assets. So they asked the Treasury Department to go out and do some research on these digital assets like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and NFTs and uh, non-fungible tokens, which is what an NFT is, um, and the blockchain technology. And so I think the government is going to use this as an opportunity to start regulating the industry. They're going to go to people like Coinbase and they're going to go to these lenders um, like Celsius and they're going to start saying, guess what? You are now in a regulated industry. You can't be doing this, this, and this, and this, and this. Oh, and by the way, you know, now that you're regulated, um, we're going to be controlling it. So it's not going to be a free market much longer. Okay. Uh, number three, I think blockchain is really the big takeaway that Bitcoin and these cryptocurrencies, this is a new technology that everything is going to start being on the blockchain. So all of these old things, like even real estate, is going to be something that is going to be tracked and followed on the blockchain. Not necessarily the cryptocurrency itself and digital currencies. Yes, there's going to be a place for them. But the real game changer and the new Internet 3.0, which we've talked about, is now blockchain. Okay. Number four. At some point in time, and I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or another hundred years from now, people are going to lose faith in the U.S. dollar. It's going to happen. I just can't say for certainty when it will happen. Could be tomorrow. Could be 100 years from now, but it will happen. Okay. Number five, gold is still king, guys. And um, whether you're a fan of gold or not, um, gold is still king. And it is a true store of value and of wealth. Otherwise, you wouldn't be seeing entire countries buying tons and tons of stuff to beef up their gold reserves. So, you know, when we're putting sanctions on Russia for the UK or not for the Ukraine-Russia uh, war, um, one of the reasons why they're, they're buying gold is because they're beefing up their economy. So when that Russian ruble starts to take a hit, guess what? They still got gold. Their government's going to be backed by gold. And the sixth takeaway is the other king on the block, in my opinion, is still real estate. Real estate is a true physical asset that is a store of value. It's a hedge against inflation. It's a hedge against the U.S. dollar. Even if the dollar collapses, that real estate is going to store your wealth and store your value. And that's exactly why I love real estate. And the one thing that real estate has that gold does not is cash flow. So 
you can't hedge and you can't get a loan to buy gold. You can get a loan to buy real estate. And debt is a double, double-edged sword. It can help you through arbitrage, make a lot of profit, but it can also bring you under. So just be careful if you're out there buying real estate on, uh, on debt and on leverage. And we talk about that quite a bit on my videos and the podcasts, okay? So speaking of, check out my other YouTube videos on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Let me know what you think. A lot of people thought earlier that, oh, I'm crazy. He doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. Um, but I think I'm right on. And I think there's a lot of people that agree with me. So history does repeat itself. And it's happening now. Um, we're talking about the loss of the faith of the U.S. dollar, inflation, all topics. They're all topics for the future next week, okay? So that's all I got for this week. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast as well as our channels on YouTube and Facebook. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer. And remember, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Now go take action. See you next week.